Hey everyone, welcome to The Weekly by Conway Scene. My name is Todd Jones, I'm your host. And today we have um, our guests, we have two guests from uh, the Realms Performance Hall, Amanda Horton and um, Wendy Sparks. And actually just a couple weeks ago, I was invited to and got to go to their debut where they reveal the upcoming season and I really enjoyed that. Looking forward to the season coming up. And I have asked them to come on the show. So if you would mind, ladies, uh, introducing yourself and telling us just a little bit about what you do for Reynolds. Great. Thank you for having us on the show today. My name is Amanda Horton. As you said, I'm the director of Reynolds Performance Hall. I have been um, with UCA in this position for nine years. I was formerly a student at UCA in the 90s. I actually graduated from UCA with a bachelor's degree in 95. So when I came back to Reynolds Performance Hall, it, it felt a little bit like coming home. But of course, the Conway scene had definitely changed a lot from the 90s until you know what it's like current day. Yes. Uh, again, thank you for having us. I'm Wendy Sparks. I'm the Director of Marketing and Finance for Reynolds. I've been here about four years now. I uh, originally was with a facility in Texas and then came uh, up to Arkansas and was with the Russellville uh, Center for the Arts for several years and then uh, stepped on board over here and loving it. It's a great place to be with wonderful entertainment. Are both of you Arkansas born and bred? No, I am not. I am originally from East Texas. Came up here uh, uh, about 13, 14 years ago uh, with my spouse at the time, and uh, I have continued to stay. Love it. I am, I, I am born and bred Arkansan. I am originally from Stuttgart. However, Wendy and I share this common link. My yes. father is from East Texas. We've actually lived in the same small East Texas town, but uh, I was only in East Texas for about five years. The majority of my life, I've been right here in Arkansas. Yeah, so I'm born and bred in Arkansas as well. Uh, I grew up in Batesville. So um, yeah, we... Uh, most of us made our way to Conway at some point. <laughs> I love it. It's uh, great. Batesville's a unique city right there. That's um, where Lyon College is. And uh-huh. Yeah, Lyon and uh, University of Arkansas Community College, Batesville, which is like the one in Moralton. Yeah. So um, they didn't have that when I was a kid. Um, it was called Gateway Votech, and they've transformed it since then. And it's a pretty uh, impressive campus for, you know, Formerly being a Votech, it's much different than it was when I was a kid. Hmm. Um, so, and I think they have some kind of auditorium as well and um, have some performances of some kind there. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, uh, and, and of course, Line was there as well. And that it was Arkansas College when I was a kid and they uh, changed it to Line College. So they're doing some good things there as well. Yeah. A lot of uh, Batesville Conway connections. I can probably point to people who live in Conway now who grew up in the area. Hmm. Um, so it's just kind of an interesting, Conway's uh, an interesting town and a lot of people come to college here. My husband is that mm-hmm. way. He's originally from Stuttgart too. We, we married later in life, actually nine years ago when I came to Conway, we married, but he, um, he graduated from UCA and he never left Conway. And you hear that story mm-hmm. over and over again of people who, you know, once they came to this town and went to college, they just... There was so much opportunity here that they just stayed. So that, that's a great thing about our city. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've heard that story over and over, and uh, you know, and and I've been here since 2010. So, um, you tend, especially with me, I hang out in coffee shops a lot. So, mm-hmm. who have I met in coffee shops? College students, right? Of um, they don't all stay around, but many of them do, and uh, so it's been interesting to to watch them grow up uh, in the Conway area and start families and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it is a really neat town, though. A I ton agree. of economic development has happened from the 90s until this current mm-hmm. day. And you can see that everywhere, especially in what we're talking about today, arts and entertainment. When I was a student here, Reynolds Performance Hall was a parking lot. It was a gravel parking lot, as a matter of fact. And now it's this beautiful performing arts center that brings in these national and international touring artists for our community and is supported by our, our college and our community. So let's talk about that. When did when was Reynolds um, built and opened to the public? We opened in 2000. We celebrated, in fact, our 20th anniversary um, back in our season of 1920, which was the you know year that the the pandemic started. And so we didn't even get to finish as we closed that year in March, but that was actually our 20th season. We had a okay. fun show in February um, where we. Um, had a a big party that celebrated our 20th anniversary literally in February and come March, thankfully we had planned that for February because come March we had to shut the the theater down. Mm. Was Was that the, the, the one that Conway symphony orchestra? No, um, no. It was this year. Oh, they just did a tribute to Reynolds. Yes. Right. No. Yeah. They just did that uh, last month, I believe. Yeah. That was great. So they're, they're moving some of their performances. We've always been their performance house. Um, right. You know, they, they utilize us for all of their shows. But um, with the Wingate Center being built, there's an a almost 500-seat uh, performance hall there that, that's a little better suited for some of their performances. So they'll be moving some of their performances there. I know that because I'm on the Conway Symphony Orchestra board. And, you know, we've we've also booked Reynolds with them for next year. They're going to continue to have their larger shows here. Like their Christmas show is always very popular and draws in a a lot of people. So that that will continue to be at Reynolds. But some of their performances will be moving to the Wingate Center, as it should. It's just a better space for for what they do. So now in 2000, whenever they opened Reynolds, were they having performances similar to the ones that, you know, you've had the last few years or oh, yeah. did it take a little while to get to that point? Oh no. They opened with Ray Charles right off the bat. <laughs> he was the first artist to be here uh, when they opened up and they, you know, it went through a little bit of a change where there weren't as many productions. Uh, it wasn't as large of productions that we have done really in the last few years. Uh, when Amanda came on board, she increased some of the uh, shows that were coming, how many shows as well as, type, as, well as types of shows. Mm-hmm. So really probably the last eight to nine years, it has grown more into what it is now. They typically would have around eight to 10 performances a year in, in the first uh, 10 years. And then uh, Jerry Bebesheimer actually... Um, who was the their director before me, um, was challenged and given a little bit more programming money to bring in more acts. And so he did that. But then since um, I've been here the last nine years, we've brought in different series. We've brought in a huge main stage education series that brings children to the theater. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's definitely continued to grow over the last 20 years. So this is the first full season since the pandemic. 
I'm guessing. Is that correct? Well, last season was, we, we just ended our first full season mm-hmm. since the pandemic. So, okay, so yeah, in 1920, in March, we did have to shut down for yeah. a couple of months, but by the summer we were back up and running. We actually um, got on board pretty quickly with the Arkansas State Department of Health. In fact, I believe we were the first performing arts center in the state of Arkansas to be allowed to open up because um, when the pandemic hit, if you were a public organization, you had to apply to have events. And so we put in an application um, with the Department of Health and by uh, July that was approved. And by the fall, we were having events in Reynolds. Mm -hmm. It looked different, it felt different. So Mm -hmm. our 1200 seat theater then became really a 300 seat theater because you Mm -hmm. had to do six feet spatial distancing between every party. So it really reduced our capacity, but we still, we had performances that year. We had Sandy Patty, mm-hmm. um, the Texas Tenors, the Midtown Men. Midtown men. Mm-hmm. We brought in groups that were smaller um, that traveled with smaller um, backup bands and did not require a lot of our crew to load them in because we were of course trying to spatially distance and they weren't as complicated you know they were, they were bands still great shows um but we did we did and we maybe what did we have that year seven oh, performances we at least i was gonna say six to eight performances that year for yeah. sure that was and then that was the uh 2021 and then this year what we just completed was our 21 22 performance and we were really back up to speed with, mm-hmm. uh, we were back at full capacity so we could sell out our hall, which is 1,172 seats. If you're interested in that, just under 1,200. And um, we had three or four performances out of the 24 cancel on us, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but we were really able to go ahead and execute a full season. Okay. For some reason, I thought that uh, it wasn't quite a full season, but I guess I was wrong on that. So yeah. We, we try to uh, post, you know, whenever you um, put out a, a press release about a performance or something sure. like that. We try to yes, that. thank you so much. And then we, we did have some things like, for instance, An Officer and a Gentleman, um, which was is a big Broadway tour by a week before they were to be here. The cast had an outbreak of COVID, so they had to completely mm. cancel on us. And mm. um and then we had a, a show that was um, Yamato that's uh, Japanese drummers and Japan would not allow them to come to the United States. So they canceled on us. So we had, you know, every cancellation we had was um, because of COVID. You know, there's no doubt about it. It was all COVID contributed, but we sure hated to get those notifications in. But we're, we're pretty good at it now. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that. We are. <laughs> if a show cancels, we know immediately what to do, how to contact our patrons, how to do our refunds, um, how to communicate with those people that need to know. But, you know, we're, we're just praying and hoping for the best for next season That's that right. we're not going to have to cancel any That's shows. Right. <clears throat> Let's talk about... Um the dates for the tickets and that kind of thing before we get yeah. into some of sure. the performances. Well, um, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, you came to our debut party where we of course announce our entire season. Well, that night also is huge for our season ticket holders because they get special access to go ahead and renew their tickets that night on. So they are uh, right now in the process of doing that in our box office They'll be doing season renewal packages uh, up until June 17th, uh, and that'll be the last day that you can renew your package. Uh, because on June 20th, 
all of our season uh, shows uh, are on sale for new season packages. If you want to be a Broadway or a Pops, or we even have a pick six option to buy with a $100 donation or more. They can pick six different shows for a discount. Uh, so that is the time that people who aren't already season package holders can start purchasing a package. And then in July, we have our big kickoff for our single ticket shows. That will happen on July. July 25th. Um, that's when all of our shows go on sale this season. The only one that will not go on sale then will be Blue Man Group. Uh, that show will actually not go on sale until September the 13th. Um, and then we also have the week before our single tickets. This is another perk for season package holders, whether you're renewing or a new holder. We have what we call a courtesy week, and that is July 18th through the 22nd. During that week, those season package holders, if they want to come back in and add some tickets uh, to their package for, say, friends or family, some guests they want to bring to some shows, they can purchase them that week before they go on sale to the general public. So, and the, the, the new ones don't have, you, you don't have an option until, uh, what'd you say, June 20th? June 20th, like right. Yeah. Okay. And That's, then the single ticket ones are in July. Yeah, July 25th. One of the things I noticed, um, certainly when I was prepping the, the press release, but I noticed it previously with other press releases, is that you have, uh, what is it? four or five series is that what you call them yes we do and they they all seem to have like i mean not really a like a theme but kind of you know kind of a theme yeah you know like okay so you have the the broadway series and i'm guessing these are like off-broadway type shows is that correct yes the broadway series is typically um uh, tours national tours that are coming out of new york city most of the shows have been on broadway um Occasionally, we'll bring one in that is a musical, but not might not have been on Broadway. But every one of the shows that we have coming this year has either is currently on Broadway in New York or has been on Broadway in New York. And of course, the Blue Man Group is one of the most popular. Somebody yeah. mentioned that this morning, the Blue Man Group, and that's in February of next year. Yes, and um, it's it's a revamped show. So if you've seen Blue Man Group before and you think, eh, I've done that, I've been there, don't think that because this is a completely new show with new antics, um, new images, different. Uh, it's a completely different act. So people need to to come to it. It's going to be a ton of fun, and I expect it will be sold out pretty quickly as well. They and did that. Doesn't go on sale until September. Yes, yes, that is one that we did have to delay a ticket sale on in September. Now, does does that mean the one-off purchases don't go on sale to September? I'm, I'm assuming that the season ticket holders get options now? They, yes. Yeah, they can buy their tickets now. Subscriptions okay. can buy now, but if you're wanting to buy just singles, you will gotcha. have to wait until September. Yeah, and that's like a kind of a multi-sensory type of experience, correct? It sure is. It's uh, we we had Blue Man Group at Reynolds um, in 2016, maybe. It's been mm-hmm. many years ago, and we sold out two performances of that sh- particular show. This year, we're only going to have one performance, so we know that it'll be uh, a popular one. But yes, it it's it's digital. Um, of course, there's the actual Blue Men, but they also it's a it's a percussion show. They use a lot of drums. They use a lot of 
in the same vein as stomp, a lot of uh, non-traditional type instruments, hmm. but it, it, they have their own original music and it's really just fun. It's lighthearted and it's very comedic. And you have, and there are there four, I guess, in that series. The other one I wanted to make a quick note about, based on your debut, is the Spamilton. Yes. Um, the, that seemed like that was a little bit of everything with some humor mixed in. Another comedy, absolutely. We're trying to uh, bring people to the theater and make them laugh this year. We are not covering a lot of heavy topics because our life has been so very heavy heavy over the last couple of years, but um, Spamilton is kind of a crash course of your favorite Broadway hits. However, it, um, it has a very Hamilton feel. The costumes do. There's a lot of rapping throughout it in the same way that, that Spamilton utilizes that style of music, very hip hop. Um, but they do, they do make fun of celebrities. There's some um, pop culture in there, but for the person who knows, Really, it's going to be fun for everyone. I saw this in Chicago and I took my daughter and my mother and my daughter loves Broadway shows. She's seen so many and my mother has seen just a few, but, and they both laughed throughout the whole show. So, um, but the ones who do know Broadway, Broadway history, they're really going to be entertained by this. Next is the uh, night out series. And I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the theme, I mean, I guess it's, like a date night out kind of thing. Well, that- yes, I think that that we did not create the, these various groupings have been at Reynolds much longer than Wendy and I have right, been. But right. what I always say about night out is it's an eclectic series. Hmm. It's everything that doesn't fit into Broadway or pops will go hmm. into night out. And, and you're right. It can be just a fun date night, a, a great night out. And so that's where we put, um, uh, Preacher Lawson, who's a comedian, mm-hmm. often we'll put com- comedians there. Sometimes we'll mm-hmm. do Cirque or dance shows there. Um, this year we have this zany group called Manazel Brass from Austria that we're putting there that is a brass group. Um, they're musical, but they also have a, a ton of uh, hysterical antics. They're known as the Monty Python of the music world. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I did notice, and, and you, I think you used the theme a little bit at the, the debut night was the, the Lucy loves Desi. Yes. Um, and then of course a Charlie Brown Christmas, which I think everybody likes that maybe, I don't know. <laughs> and you know, Lucy loves Desi would not fit in Broadway because this is a different style theater show. It's a radio style theater show. Oh. And with you being, I mean, I know this is podcast, but in, similar to radio, um, I think you would appreciate this. They'll even have a um, Foley artist on stage that you can watch, and all of the um, actors will be behind microphones in radio-style theater. But let me tell you what radio-style theater does to your mind as an audience member. It forces you to really get immersed into the storytelling versus the costumes and the, the sets and the acting it's it's a very different experience but to me i always feel like i walk away really understanding and knowing more of the story because that's what you're listening to the whole time and i love watching a foley artist work i mean that's just amazing to watch them work so it'll be a lot it'll be a different experience but one that everyone should participate in well you know we had one of these for the first time a few years ago a few seasons ago we did steel magnolias this way 
And we had a large crowd there for that show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just was amazing to see how people were so engrossed in the story, Mm -hmm. like you said, uh, for this show. And they left there just amazed because they had never experienced a radio style show before, a lot of them. And they just couldn't believe how good it was and how entertaining they, they really are. So the, we have a lot of people excited about this Lucy show um, and are planning to come to this. And I think it is because of that experience they finally got with Still Magnolias. It's really, really good. And of course, everybody loves Lucy. But yeah. you're right yeah. in the fact that everybody also loves Charlie Brown Christmas. And, you know, one of the, the golden pieces of this for me when the agent called me about this show was the timing of it. We are getting a Saturday, which is kind of unheard of mm-hmm. because it's, it's really kind of hard to get Saturdays. Typically, theaters in the larger cities will grab on to full weekends of things. But it just so happened that the tour of this route was going to hit right in Conway on a Saturday night. And that is going to be perfect for families to come yeah, out. And like two weeks from Christmas. Right, yeah. right. And it's a great show to introduce children to the theater because it is very similar to the traditional Christmas show, television show that they watch every year. Same story told, but live actors, scenery, full costumes, and just so much fun. So I would encourage parents to think about this. It'd be a great pre-Christmas gift. And, you know, something we don't always talk about, but I do think it's an important part of what Reynolds does with trying to to bring um, kids into our, our theater is, we have discounted tickets for children. They're only $10. You do have to call or come to the box office to get them, but um, you can't buy them online, but you can get a $10 discounted ticket right here at Reynolds Performance Hall. And I challenge you to find any theaters um, that are have nationally touring artists coming through that are offering children's tickets. They're just not out there. So that's kind that's of part it. of our mission. Yeah, oh, I want to get to that in just a moment. Real quick on the pop series, you do have uh, Amy Grant and Neil McCoy, and then two, I guess, tribute type performances. Mm-hmm. Concert experiences is what, called, what we call them, but mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. they're tribute. Well, Respect, uh, of course, is an, an awesome concert experience uh, uh, by Aretha Franklin. But this show um, is not a Broadway show, but it is like a Broadway show and has even been... Um, it, yeah, it was um, Broadway producers right, are producing right. this performance. So it's going to be top notch. The costumes are going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. The choreography will be really tight. It'll be a great show. And it's like full band and just everything for this. So that show is not really like a a tribute tribute coming out. It is going to be, and that's how they bill it is a huge concert experience. And of course, Floyd Nation. Now this show, if you haven't seen this, this is going to be amazing for everybody who's of course a Pink Floyd fan, but even if you're just a music fan and enjoy watching a good laser light show, uh, this show is all massive laser lights and wonderful, uh, of course, music from uh, Pink Floyd. So that that is going to be a huge experience. Um, and then, of course, Amy Grant and Neil McCoy. Those will be wonderful concerts. Amy, of course, has won just a multitude of awards. Six Grammys. Oh, yeah. 26 Dove Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, she's considered to be, you know, um, 
the one of the biggest singers songwriters uh, in pop um, Christian music. So she'll be fabulous. And Neil McCoy, you can't get much better than him as an entertainer. He puts on a fabulous show. He throws a little bit of everything in it, including rap and some pop stuff. But uh, of course, he's a country artist at heart. Uh, And he's such a patriot. And and he really is all about the U.S. and, and our troops. And he's gone on like 17 USO tours. And he's just amazing to listen to and hear speak as well as sing so that'll be a great night as well yeah and three of those are all before the end of the year so they're actually fairly quickly uh-huh. right um, yes with amy being september 30th neil on november 10th and then the respect show just a couple days later november 12th so uh have to wait a little while to listen to floyd nation <laughs> yeah, i know <laughs> but, but those <laughs> other three are really quick so that's just the way the season fell together you know I, yeah. i'm sure you understand how we operate but we have to get on um tours and so we have to find the yeah. right spot in the tour and sometimes that means it shows fall closer together than we would like but we really wanted neil mccoy and we really wanted respect and they just happen to be coming near arkansas within two days of each other that's pretty cool so the next thing i wanted to go over and you, you do have the Distinguished Speakers students mm-hmm. tour, and I don't really want to glance, glance over that too much, but I did want to talk about the main stage education and, and the benefits for main stage education, because this was something I did not really realize until the night that you launched the debut, how much you do to help um, children in the area mm-hmm. get to the theater. And mm-hmm. you have these um, these particular events specifically for that yes and you were telling about how schools would bring children from you know i think you said somewhere in south arkansas was one of the furthest away phillips county mm-hmm. yeah and then as north as izzard county some of these kids are dri- driving two and a half to three hours not the kids but the school bus drivers are right driving two and a half hours and that that's simply because there's no access to the arts in their own communities which um, gives us the opportunity to market to those areas and still be able to offer um, performing arts to the children and to their curriculum. It's a pretty amazing program. We started um, seven years ago, but we've really been only been able to run the program six years because COVID did knock one full year out of main stage because the uh, schools were not allowing the children to go on any field trips. They weren't allowing them to leave school. So, but in six years, we've served over 50,000 students in 50 different school districts um, and uh, 26 different counties. So we've really touched all over the state and we're so proud of that. One thing that we do with that program is every group that we bring in, we require the group to have um, some educational curriculum. If they don't, we're not even going to look at booking it. So with this educational study guide curriculum, whatever you want to call it, we put that on our website and it's accessible to the teachers and they can take that and introduce it, the content to the children in the classroom before they come Mm -hmm. and learn all about what they're going to see. And then they get here and it all comes to life on stage. And it's really quite an impressive project. Mm -hmm. And if you could see the children, you would be inspired by it, especially when they're leaving. They're so excited. They love it. And um, our heart is really into in this program. So we raise 100% of the funds for the program. 
And we've, we've uh, been able to successfully do that. In fact, we've done it so well that we started worrying about the future of the program and we started an endowment fund for that mm. program where we've right to date, we've, we've raised around $55,000. We need to get to $750,000 to fill it, to fully fund that endowment where we would not have to raise money and there, but, but you know, it's a start we've started. So we're yeah. really excited. We want to just make sure that generations to come way past Wendy and I ever being here, That's but right. generations to come, they'll have this program and the children will be exposed. I'm thinking you said something about that, you know, some of the children have grown up and come like to school at UCA, um, maybe even sparked their love for theater Yes, uh, as a child coming to watch some of these uh, shows. Well, there's a couple of purposes for Main Stage. One, of course, is to introduce these children to performing arts and hopefully plant a seed for future arts lovers or future artists. But something else there is that many of the children that arrive on the UCA campus and, and get off of this, they've never been exposed to a college campus. They've never been on a college campus. So get them here, have them participate in our programming. Maybe it will open up their minds and their thought processes to want to go to college here, hopefully be a UCA bear someday, or if not here, just go to college somewhere from the positive experiences that they have. Yeah. I mean, if if you have a child on your campus and you give them a good experience, it's certainly, I think it's positive for them to possibly choose UCA or just to go to school. Right. It's a great recruitment tool. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I, when I grew up, I did a lot of sports. So, um, you know, you, you might do some sports like a track meet or something at a, at a university. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, that makes you think about, you know, Hey, I might possibly go to that school one day or whatever. So, um, the, 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 the shows in the benefits remain stage education. Is, yes. is that, that's part of, um, uh, raising money for the main education. Right, uh, series? Right. That's right. We, we bring in performances that will either split the box office with us or um, have a low enough fee to where we can definitely make some money off of the performances. And those are our benefit performances and all of the funds that we receive in the box office um, will go towards all the profits that we get from the box office go to, directly towards our main stage education series. And this year we've got the purple piano, which is absolutely amazing. He is the uh, endorsed by the Prince family, but he's the, the Prince in Las Vegas. He has a big Las Vegas res- residency show. Wendy's actually seen. Him. I have, he is just amazing. He is traveling with this uh, purple piano tour because the last uh, couple years of Prince's life, when he was out on tour, he was doing solo piano shows. Uh, so that inspired him to do this, even though he does have a group called the Purple Experience that he actually started with one of the band members of Prince's uh, band. He is from Minneapolis. He has worked with Prince. He has done uh, things with Prince uh, back in in the day, of course, but he is traveling. Uh, This is not really a tribute show. It is more like another experience celebrating the music of Prince. Uh, He'll have videos up of uh, pictures, different shows, things like that. He talks a lot about Prince, but he just happens to look and maneuver himself just like him. He is a uh, brilliant brilliant pianist. 
and he performs all of these songs solo and adds a little bit of his own twist into a lot of them. It is definitely a night for anyone that's a fan of Prince music. He will really put mm-hmm. on the show. And, and speaking of good music, too, uh, then we roll into uh, Tapestry, um, the Carol King songbook. And I have seen this show as well this last year. It is an incredible group of performers with the lady who just does such good work to promote Carol King and her music. They perform the songs uh, from songbook. But then they also perform a lot of her other hits from the 70s, some 80s. And uh, again, they do a lot of talking about Carol King, her story, uh, what some of the music means. It's her and her band, and that'll be a great night as well. And, and they also um, have Celtic, Celtic Angels. Angels. Yeah, yes. Celtic Angels, that's right. And they've kind of become a regular at Reynolds. We had them this year for Celtic Angels Christmas and um, this past season. And this season we're going forward with a March show, which is perfect because um, mm-hmm. it's right around St. Patrick's Day. Our yep. show is going to be on March 14th, Celtic Angels Ireland. But they are a steady seller for us. People love them. They ask us every time we have them to pre- please bring them back. So we've got kind of a good partnership with them, um, bringing them in and, and it's quality. Um, all of the, the entertainers are um, Irish born and really, really talented. Well, and they also bring with them the Celtic night dancers and people get such a kick out of watching them literally kick. Um, they are fantastic dancers. It just is amazing to see them on the stage. Uh, most of them are from Ireland as well, but there have been uh, some American uh, guys who have toured with them before and you would never know it. One, the last time they came, it was a fireman out of New New York was touring with them. So it's really, really neat and people really enjoyed it. Something to see as well. And then our main stage series that we're bringing in for the children also has some night performances. Um, The couple that are going to offer night performances or day performances are um, the magic of Kevin Spencer, which will actually be a sensory friendly performance. Mm -hmm. And then the Gruffalo um, we'll have an afternoon, Sunday afternoon performance, and then Wizard of Oz will have an afternoon performance for evening. It's around six o'clock. Um, but at, we're also bringing in Dr. Kaboom, who is presenting the Science of Santa. It's a science-based show. And then the Magic School Bus, which is also lost in the solar system, mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. kind of science-based. But um, people can actually buy tickets. We talk about school and public performances, but really if someone's, if there's a homeschool mom out there listening or dad out there listening, we will sell you a ticket to a day show. They're right. open to the public as well. Yeah. It looks like most of those have uh, actually two performances on the same day. So mm-hmm. uh, I, the Wizard of Oz has got three. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I was wondering about that. If uh, somebody in the community wanted to go watch one of those or, you know, maybe a grandmother wants to take uh, the grandchildren mm-hmm. to watch one of them or something like that. That's right. Many people have transitioned into homeschooling and it gives their yeah. schedule some flexibility and, and we're great with that. They just need to come and buy a ticket. So now we're not endorsing checking your child out of school to bring them, but <laughs> right. But we won't <laughs> ask that either. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're still learning though, right? That's right. They're all educational, 100%. Yeah. Oh, well, we, we've got a stacked uh, performance you know, again this year. I mean, uh, these, this is just a stellar 
uh, even in, let's, let's back up, just go to the distinguished speakers real quick. Cause I did sure. kind of move over that. And, uh, the Frank Warren yes. uh, post secret mental health, um, have, have either of you seen that show? The post secret show? Yeah. So we, we actually had the post secret show. It was a, um, theatrical show here maybe six or seven years ago. And it was fabulous. It was based off of Frank Warren's work, but this time we're actually bringing Frank Warren in to speak about, um, the post secret project. And it's so interesting and so intriguing. He will actually, he'll bring a ton of slides of some of the most inspirational secrets, you know, some of the most probably heartbreaking secrets, but the ones that have touched people's lives, you know, he's written six books. Mm -hmm, Is that right, Wendy? Right. One is a New York times bestseller, um, that have, uh, have, uh, gone over all of the secrets or have, you know, um, and he's also had a Ted talk too, where he's gotten, Oh gosh, 3 million, or more views on that. He's raised um, um, over a million dollars for suicide awareness. But um, if people are not familiar with Post Secret, you really should Google. It's quite intriguing. You know, he had people anonymously send him um, artistic cards that represented a secret that they have in their life. There's a Facebook page for it. There's a website for it. Some of the secrets, some of the postcards he received that he posts will make you laugh. Some will make you cry. Some will make Mm. you blush. Um, Some you'll think, gosh, I thought that way, but I didn't think anybody else did. Mm. But it's really just an interesting um, social project. And then we're going to have Steve Burns. We're so excited about him. And we know our students are just going to go crazy when they realize he's coming to campus because our students grew up on him. He was the first host of the tv show blues clues and our college yeah yeah, our college kids were little you know they were toddlers and preschool age uh, when he was hosting the show Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i even watched it a little bit back then i think uh uh, you know my nephew nieces were Mm -hmm. in that age group and um so you know uh, got introduced to it through them and uh so yeah he's the original and and it would be really interesting to hear what what's up with Steve? <laughs> what happened yeah. to Steve? So yeah, Steve had some struggles. I don't know if you, if you saw it, but last year, and I would encourage everybody to Google this too. Last year, he had a viral video go out where he uh, came out as Steve and he talked to people about what he'd experienced in life, what he'd been through and how times have been tough, but he's still really connected with his audience. It's a sweet, sweet video but um, Steve, when he left the show and went to college, he struggled. He struggled a lot with mental health yeah. and with issues. And he's going to talk about that that night, but how he's persevered through that. And he's an amazing man doing great things now. He's a um, he's a musician. He's still an actor. He's a writer. He's he's very interesting. Well, I think you got a, a really good lineup again. And, um, so if, if someone is new to the Conway area and they're like, Hey, what is all this? I'd like to go to one of these shows. Uh, you know, what can they expect, uh, going to one of these shows? Well, we're the first thing they can expect this year is we're bringing back concessions. We, we did not have <laughs> concessions the last two years, but, 
Um, what they can expect is really a unique experience and an intimate experience. Our theater is a little less than 1,200 seats, and a 1,000 people may sound like a lot of people to you, but in comparison to other venues, it absolutely is not. It's a smaller venue. Every seat in the house is a good seat. Even the back row of the balcony is still a really great seat where you can see the whole stage and you feel close enough to the artist because of the limited number of seats. Um, and we we just come in and we have a good time. We, you know, and we we typically get down to business. I'll say that. We are artists. We don't have an opening acts. So when you come see Amy Grant, occasionally they'll bring an opening act that'll make them out for 10 minutes, but typically you don't, you know, I'll go on and introduce the show and Amy's going to come out right then and start the performance. And a lot of people like that because they don't mm-hmm. want to wait till 10 30 or 11 o'clock at night for the, right. you know, for the premiere act to come out. So, um, of course, Broadway shows do last a little bit longer than our concerts do, but it, it's a great personal theater. People know Wendy and I were out in the the Mm -hmm. lobby taking care of people, taking care of ticketing issues. You're just going to get some really intimate customer, intimate theater experience and intimate customer service here as well. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's so neat being in such a, you know, a smaller community. I hear all the time, we, we get out in the community, we go to a lot of the expos and uh, teacher fairs and business fairs and things like that. So we talk to people a lot and people are always so complimentary and they are so amazed at the type of talent and the quality of shows that we get to bring to our community. You know, they think, oh, that only happens in Little Rock or that only happens, you know, in, in the big city. Cities and they just they they can't believe that we can get stuff like that right here in Conway and like Amanda said in a place that is so intimate for the show it makes it so much more enjoyable uh, we have great dinner options for them and then they can come to a great show um, so thankfully you know a lot of people in our community are appreciative of it and they do enjoy it but we also hear from people that think oh my gosh I had no idea we have this kind of stuff right here um so coming to our facility is a great intimate like she said uh customer service oriented type uh facility to come to pre-covid we also um our artists would often come out after shows and interact with the audience and people get a real kick out of that Mm because you don't get that experience a lot in large venues now we had that happen one time this year popovich pet comedy theater brought some of his cats out and interacted with the audience but since covid you know and i I respect that with our artists Mm -hmm. who are are um, touring across the united states they don't want to get sick so they're trying to put themselves in somewhat of a bubble but you know in the next two three years hopefully that'll change and we'll get that artist um interacting with our audience again Right, right so yeah, that is always, uh, and I was going to, that was something I was going to ask you about because uh, a smaller theater settings, and I've been to some in Branson and that kind of thing. And, and that's typically what you can get. You can actually usually, they usually hang around, right. And talk to the crowd, right? A lot and, of times uh, which can, is always right? really nice. And it is. And so um, I was wondering if that would happen. And so it sounds like maybe not this year, but maybe sometime in the next sure, couple of years, sure. they'll start doing that. 
Yeah, maybe not this year, but I, I definitely think that'll be coming back. A lot of these artists enjoy that. They like getting one-on-one with, you know, their fans and the and the crowd. So they, they love to visit. This has been really hard on them. Um, you know, mm-hmm. their performing has been cut back, but also when they do get to go, not to be able to interact with even the staff as much mm-hmm. uh, has been yeah. hard on them. You know, they enjoy a lot of that interaction. Now, there's some of them that don't, but for the most part, a lot of the artists do do enjoy actually getting to interact with the, the venue, the people of the venue, the community, and the people that come out to see them. They really appreciate it. So hopefully that's coming back. Well, as we uh, begin to wrap this up, let me ask you, too, um, what are you most looking forward to this year? Oh, my goodness. Well, I tell you one thing I'm really looking forward to, especially with this season being so fun, upbeat, uh, happy uh, shows that we've got going on. I am looking forward to getting our bigger crowds back, having the roar of the crowd. They're smiling, they're happy, they're laughing, they're clapping, they're standing up and cheering. You know, there's there's nothing that can beat that in the entertainment world. Seeing all that happiness and experiencing it as a large crowd you know, you don't get that when you're seeing it on TV or stuff like that. And I'm looking forward to the big crowds coming to these great shows. Absolutely. We ended our season with Stomp and South Pacific yeah. and Stomp was completely sold out. South yeah. Pacific was about 85, 90% right. sold out. And we had that kind of audience back in the yeah, theater. It great. And it, it just it literally breathed new life back into us. It does. Because, you know, we, we have been so um, cautious and... Um, afraid of, uh, not afraid, but cautious and, and careful for our audiences. Yes. And we're certainly thrilled to be able to provide a safe environment for them to come back to the theater. And when they came back in droves for those last two shows, and well, we're so excited about it, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And, you know, we even started off with a good show last season with a huge, almost sold out crowd, 38 special. Yeah. And bringing them in, man, this place was, it was rocking. People were loving that show. It was great. Uh, great to see. highs and lows of COVID, you know, also brought attendance issues for us. But we're hoping that we can keep COVID numbers relatively low in the next year and bring back these big audiences. And mine is very similar to Wendy's, but mine is more... Um, surrounding the main stage education series. We, we had some, a few large groups last oh, year, yeah, right. but we want to build that audience back in and have, you know, a thousand kids oh, watching absolutely. the magic school it's bus. Wonderful. And it's just exhilarating to have that, that mm-hmm. kind of audience mm-hmm. and excited children and knowing that we're making a difference and an impact in their life. They're doing something that day that they haven't ever done and might not do for a while. So. Well, very good. Ladies, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me about the Reynolds Performance Hall and the, the upcoming season. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just happy that you were able to do that. Well, thank yeah. you. Well, thank you. It was great. We want to come back. Yes, we do. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. I think, um, hey, you know, this could become an annual thing. Never yeah. Mind. We'd love that. We would. Yeah. We want Conway knowing what they've got right here in their backyard. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you haven't been uh, to the Reynolds Performance Hall, you got to check it out. It's really a nice theater. That that is for sure. Thank you. We appreciate. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank ladies. you so much. Yes. Have have a great day.